Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hey everybody, welcome to Truth Lies Shenanigans, social commentary, hot topics, and amazing guests with a ton of fun and shenanigans along the way. This week we have a fantastic guest, Connie Stevens-Eaton, who teaches art and works with at-risk youth. She's here to talk about her recent projects, and we'll also ask her about the decline in funding for art programs in schools. Then we have to talk about the release of the video of Tyree Nichols being murdered by police in Memphis. We'll also try to get some time in to talk about the kid in the UK who is being arrested for inspiring some of the U.S. mass shootings. But first up, let me introduce you to my incredible host. First up, we have our nature lover, gamer, rock star coming to you from Ontario, Canada, Mr. Robbie Rock. What's up, what's up, everyone? It's so great to be with you all again today. I had another great week in Northern Ontario. More snow, more cold, more fun. But I did decide to invest in some blue light filter glasses. And I have to tell you that they live up to the hype. Um, I immediately felt a reduction in eye strain, uh, less glare from ambient sources. And being an IT guy, I don't know how I went without these for so long. So if you work in front of screens all day, or if you're exposed to bright lights, reflective surfaces, look into these glasses. Do yourself a favor. Honestly, everyone should get themselves a pair because we're always exposed and always looking at our phone screen. So that'd be something to look into. You had them on earlier. Can we see them? Well, they're they're not really. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Exactly. But these are just to cover up my regular glasses. But I was telling you earlier that when (laughs) I get my next prescription glasses, I'm definitely going to have uh, the blue light filtering in the lens. But in the meantime, (laughs) if I'm gaming or sitting in front of my computer screen remotely, what do I care what I look like? For our listeners, they look like he had goggles on, like he had basketball goggles on. I look ridiculous with these. (laughs) Yeah, with the ball head too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I look like funny. one of those creepy Hollywood guys. I tell you. <laughs> yes, with the dark shade tint. That's funny. And the long lens. <laughs> All right. Next up, our college student model, business owner streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, Miss Gianni Storm. Hello. A crazy busy week. Uh, actually, I've been into audiobooks. Um, so I've actually just recently listened to this book called the one thing by Gary Keller, which I think everybody should check out. If you have an issue with focusing on anything, it can be anything. I think you should check this book out if you haven't already. It's called the one thing by Gary Keller. This isn't a sponsorship, by the way. (laughs) It's not a sponsorship. I know we're like, we're like plugging people. (laughs) I feel like as I've gotten older, I just. 
I've lost my ability to somewhat multitask. So I just, you know, I need something to help me kind of have a guide to focusing, focusing on one thing at a time, taking things slow. There's a lot going on behind this noggin. Curiosity question, Johnny, is this something that might be helpful for ADD? Yes, I would definitely think so. Speaking personally, I've never had it, um, was diagnosed with ADD growing up, but I noticed as I've gotten older and maybe been through more things and more anxious, I've noticed that I, I could have ADHD or ADD. I think I could. There is so adult old. onset. You may not have had it as a child, but as an adult, you will get it. So you should probably talk to your doctor. That's interesting because I could see that. Out of curiosity, I, could- I find that people with ADHD can be very successful as well because they <laughs> wow. tend to always push ahead, move forward, always wanting to do the next thing. And a lot of them, a lot of the successful people in our world had ADHD. Really? Wow. They tend to hyper-focus on like one thing. Like people think that they're that's scatterbrained and they're not, that's not true. They can hyper-focus on one thing and become really good at that one thing. The flip side of ADD yeah. is the hyper-focus. And if you can learn to lean into that hyper-focus, then you're absolutely right, Dr. J. It's wow. I, when I pick up a new hobby, oh my God, it's what I'm all about. It's obsessive. So, oh. yeah. Wow. All right. And that voice you've been listening to sitting in for Lizzie this week, our mom, doctor, and resident puppy expert, Dr. Robin Johnson, <laughs> a.k.a. Dr. J. Hello, hello, everybody. It's good to be back and sitting in the hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> the hot spot. <laughs> yeah, Lizzie's spot, yeah. that's the hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> this week has been, um, it's been really busy. Um Considering that this is typically what we would call our quote unquote slow season, mm. but in ER, I think there's never a slow season and a dog in a 20 mile radius has decided to eat everything this weekend. <laughs> well, tummy problems. Is that what we're talking about? We, yeah, I have taken some strange things out of dogs this weekend. <laughs> oh God. Oh, my <laughs> like what? I mean, you got, you got to give details. Um, <laughs> Strangest thing you've taken out of a dog. Um, I, uh, out there. <laughs> I, well, I, I just, I, last night I took out a cardboard box and like huge sections of cardboard what? out of a stomach. That's called So not the right? high fiber diet that you would recommend for a pet. <laughs> You know, no, this is not Metamucil. This was pure cardboard. <laughs> That's a good one, Rob. And of course, I am your host, Neo Nix. So this weekend, uh, I don't know, it's been, I don't know, I've just been angry, I guess. A bunch of anger because of this Tyree Nichols video. It's just, I just feel like it's insane. You know, after the national attention we have with like George Floyd and to kind of see this stuff still happening, you know, and, and, I don't understand why people think it's okay. Um, but we're definitely going to get into the nickel story a bit more a little bit later. Um, looking forward to that mm-hmm. conversation. All right, let's go ahead and get started. looks like a bunch of people online as well. Oh, yeah, Mike Renner says, my friend's dog ate a bunch of paper yesterday just for attention. <laughs> she left him alone for too long, and what? he protested by eating non-food. That happens yeah, a lot. They do. They do. They it's boring. a lot of Exactly. And everybody's been home and now they're like, you know, left alone and they don't know what to do. So yeah. Jacqueline Robinson online also says that I know at least three adults were very successful and they were diagnosed with adult ADHD. Maybe you have it, Gianni. So we're going to see some success from you. Okay. <laughs> More big, success. Big we're going to keep seeing success oh, from big, Johnny. Big things. Yeah. Success. 
All right. right. All right. Well, today we have a special guest. Our guest is Connie Stevens-Eaton. She's a self-taught artist from Louisiana who teaches art and continuing education, youth camps, and works with at-risk youth. She was even selected by the Louisiana State Board of Health to represent Louisiana in an art campaign on COVID relief. Today, we're going to find out some of her new projects and ask her some questions about AI taking over the art world and what she thinks about dwindling funds for art programs in schools. So let's welcome Connie Stevens. Connie, welcome. Welcome to the show. How are you? Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, Connie. So first question, have to ask the same question we ask all our guests. Just tell us something, anything that we couldn't look on Google and find out about you. (laughs) I would have to say, uh, when did I get started in art? That would be something you could not find on Google. So when did you get started? I was about four years old. Oh, really? When I started. Wow. And, yeah. what, and what got you started? My grandfather, actually. I grew up around my grandparents, and uh, my grandfather did a lot of stuff with his hands, and I would watch him. So he started buying me paper and, and crayons, and I just picked it up from there. So uh, I would truly have to say that I am a self-artist. So, yeah. Wow, it's amazing. And I'm looking at some of the art behind you. It's like some really good stuff. I see a... a, a it's like a black man in chains breaking out of his chains and a young young black girl in the background. It looks like a family behind you or is that a father and daughter? It's actually it's actually two young black males. Okay. Uh I did a series of paintings um with the different types of afflictions. And I don't know if you can tell, but uh one of the young males in the painting has one arm. Oh, I didn't and, see it. Okay. Uh, oh wow. He's still capable to participate in the sport, so. I love that. Well, I, so Thank you. I actually have, let me share some of your artwork here. I mean, you have Beautiful. amazing talent. Wow. It looks like you, you've done Starry Night in watercolors, but you're using, what is yeah. this? This is a, a cabin. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's some <laughs> amazing work. So There's actually, no the, intricate. Yeah, and the link to her work is actually on our uh, description. Uh, so. Feel free to take a look at some of her work. So tell me, what, what's the world looking like in Louisiana? So you're living in Louisiana now, right? That's correct. Yeah, and I, I've been down there a few times, and the things I love most is the food, the music, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. art. Yep, <laughs> the art, yep. Yeah. So tell me what's going on down there now in terms of the art. What, what are you working on? Oh, well, right now I'm, uh, I'm doing a series on celebrities. Mm. Um, and the celebrities that I'm painting are... Actually, deceased. Uh, I just done a painting on Marvin Gaye. I did one on Prince. The one that I did on Prince, I, I couldn't keep it. Uh, I had a lot of hits on it. A lot of people wanted it. And uh, yes. with Mardi Gras in Louisiana, I'm also doing some paintings on Mardi Gras. So you okay. sold the one on Prince? Is that, that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Out of curiosity, nice. out of just, I just need to know <laughs> how much does something like that okay. go for? Well, it depends on what size I'm doing this. Okay. If I choose to frame it, um, the print that I, well, the print painting that I did was an 11 by 14. 
Mm-hmm. And I started that at 200. I'm not an expensive artist, so Ooh, I started at 200. I can afford you. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, so I have to yeah. ask, Beautiful. how much are the Here's prints? Me. How much are the prints? Prints. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right now, they're 75. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yes. okay. I will take one right now. So, how, okay. Yes. So I know I normally ask this at the end, but how do I get one? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, seriously. All you have to do is just message me on Facebook. And I mean, I'm sitting right here now. Just, <laughs> so you, can just, you, can put, you can put me down for one. I will take a print. I love prints. I've always loved prints. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get that out to you all. <laughs> all right. Okay. So you, you worked on this uh, COVID project uh, for Louisiana Board of Health. Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I was chosen for that, um, here in Shreveport, you have to be chosen as a collectible artist. And what that is, um, they bring in judges from other states to come in and judge your artwork. And um, out of 44 artists, they chose four, and I was one of the four. And um, as a opportunity, one of the opportunities that rose up with that uh, was the Louisiana Department of Health. They were trying to get African-Americans, people in low income areas to go and get the vaccine. Mm. So we were commissioned. uh, There are four regions in Louisiana. So we were commissioned uh, one for each region to do a billboard design one that could be placed throughout Louisiana in order to encourage, uh, like I said, African-Americans, people that are in low-income areas Mm -hmm. to go and get this vaccine. And so because I was chosen as a collectible artist and being an African-American, I was given the opportunity to do this for the state. Okay, that's awesome. Wow. This is definitely, this is truth, lies, shenanigans. So we got to get some truth, lies, and some shenanigans from you. (laughs) So, So with you being an art educator... We've noticed that funding nationwide for the arts has been dropping drastically. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, I mean, what do we need to do? Well, first, I'd like you to share the importance of art, especially in education. And what can we do to kind of change that trend? I feel like art is very important because art can tie into every aspect of the curriculum. Art also allows the students to have an opportunity to express themselves through creativity. Unfortunately, especially here in the Northwest region of Louisiana, with the high rate of low performance schools, art is one of those subjects that's being pulled out of the schools. Mm. Uh, it is, mm. A lot of schools are given the choice. Um, if you consider low performance, either you're going to take extra math classes or you're going to have to pick up something and you're going to have to lose something. And so Art was one of those things that uh, got pulled out a lot of school. Um, funding got cut as a part of that because it was, well, a lot of people feel like art is not important enough. When really it is. And sadly, there are a lot of low performance schools here in Northwest Louisiana that don't offer art. And so uh, there's a lot of talent and the talent goes unseen because art is no longer offered and the funding is not there. That's and then so there's no training for those young artists to be able to flourish exactly. and thrive. And, and see here in Northwest Louisiana, I'm a part of the Art Council here, and we have a large 
uh, program that goes on every year. It's called Art Break, and it's like a competition, and it involves all of the schools around Northwest Louisiana, where those students that don't have the opportunity to have art in their schools, they can't participate because this is something that is done through the schools or through education. So they lose wow. a lot when they uh, when they pull the art funding and art is not off. So with children being disadvantaged and having those programs removed, I'm very curious about your work with at-risk youth. How did the opportunity present itself for you to work with them? How has the art influenced the youth that you work with? And how has this work influenced you? The students that I worked with... Um, had a lot of disabilities, and art was a way to enhance those disabilities. These were students that were slower in learning. Um, some of the students that I worked with also had behavior problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one young man that I was working with, um, he had behavior problems, and I gave him some paper, and I said, draw me something. This young man sat down, and he drew a water system. He drew a complete system of how to get water and filter it out of the ocean and get it into people's homes. And this was the young man that uh, was having behavior problems. And then he was tested. I took this drawing and I, I showed it to my superiors. He was tested. And then we found out this young man was gifted. Wow. Had it not been wow. for him doing something with art, uh, hmm. we wouldn't have picked up on it. So we found out he was gifted. He was placed in gifted and talented classes, and then his behavior changed. Now he has a challenge. So um, it sounds like the wow. conversation we were having earlier about ADHD and kind of like yeah, just kind of hyper focusing them in a different direction. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and a lot of gifted kids do have behavioral issues because if they understand the concepts, really understand the concepts that are being taught in class already, they are. Board. So mm-hmm. they act out in different ways. That's yeah. believing. Yeah. I know. You know, aside from just like, you know, petitioning school boards, how else can we work on getting like the art into these children? Because I know like from experience, I have a daughter who's ADHD and loves art. And luckily, you know, we have art in her school and she's taking this year to actually explore a lot of different mediums. She's discovering that she likes photography, but you know, I've put her in some other things, but how can we really get this to, you know, these kids? You know, I've seen art do wonders. I think it's really important. If we can't get into the school system, we got to find another way. Right. Well, for me, I've started doing uh, private art lessons. I have students that I'm working with that are homeschooled. Hmm. And of course, being homeschooled, uh, art is not offered. So I will go to their homes. There are several artists that's doing that now. They are doing private art lessons where you go to the home and teach one-on-one art with these students, or you can designate an area and the students can come and meet with you to learn how to do art. And I have some talented students, and I'm very proud of my students. Very nice. Thank you. I know that you have said that, well, you've explained that you're self-taught. Was that just a natural inclination? I would say it started off as a hobby. And I think you can be self-taught if you just work at it. What made me stay with it in the third grade, we would all given paper, we were told to draw whatever is on our mind. And that's what I did. We had no idea that it was a competition. Nobody told us. And so... (laughs) 
Uh, my mom got a phone call about a week later and I found out that I won. So I actually won my first art competition in the third grade. And that was inspiration wow. for me. One of the prizes uh, for winning was art lessons. And uh, because I was already drawing, so I took the art lessons, you get free art supplies and all of that. So that was an inspiration for me. Um, Sometimes art comes you, naturally. Yes, it's so it does. And it did for me. Yeah. What's your favorite medium? My favorite medium, I would have to say, is watercolor. Uh, I work in all mediums, but as you can tell, the pieces behind me are watercolor. Yep, yep. But what is so funny about me is I cannot draw, but I can paint. Ah. And I have wow. not. I haven't been able to draw. So, yeah. So basically, you're able to put your pictures in your mind onto the canvas without actually Through drawing painting. it. Wow. It kind of comes to so life. Watercolors is hard to work in, I though. Do. I've tried to they work are. in watercolors. They're Very hard good. to work in for me. I've had some practice. So <laughs> I hear that. A lot of artists won't do watercolor, but I've, I've gotten hanged of it. Nice. So I have a question about a specific yeah. piece. Um, as I was going through your gallery and your collection, Clementine Hunter, Red Chicken. Who is she? I, her eyes are so soulful, and it's such a minimalist painting, but I found myself really drawn to it. So I want to know who this person is. Clementine Hunter was an artist here in Louisiana around the Natchitoches area, and she didn't start art until late in life. Clementine Hunter was also one of those artists that, and I'm just going to be real, um, she was discovered by uh, someone that is white, mm -hmm. and she was paid little of nothing for her artwork. And then all of a sudden, her artwork became very, very famous. Clementine Hunter has passed away. She's been uh, deceased for several years, and her artwork is selling for thousands on up. Uh, and her family receives no royalties or anything like that, mm -hmm. but she is very well known for folk art. Yeah. Wow. Right, we're running a bit out of time, but I just have to ask you this one question. So there's, of course, this new trend of artificial intelligence art. So computers, robots making art. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at them and the art that is created by the AIs is actually pretty striking. It's actually pretty amazing and eye catching. So do you think that robots eventually will replace you, us artists? <laughs> I don't think. So uh, I've looked at AI. If you look at some of the, the artwork that's been done, they cannot do hands. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always some type of flaw mm -hmm. with AI as, as a human being. We do the thinking. We do the creativity. AI is just what it is. It's artificial. It, it does what we tell it. And it's not, it's, they say intelligent, but it's not intelligent enough to even do hands. So I'm curious what my no, panel thinks too. <laughs> I'm curious what my problem is. AI? I don't think it's going to replace humans in art because, you know, there's a passion in art that you can't make. There's an originality. As a, yeah. That you can't replicate. Yeah. Just, yeah. Even as a musician, AI-generated music technically can be absolutely flawless, but it lacks that soul. soul. I mean, emotion. right, because you need the flaw, right? The flaws are what make it unique and yeah. different and special yes. that's, what, that's what makes jazz pop is that it's slipping and sliding everywhere yeah well, i'm actually curious if ai could do jazz i mean that might be interesting to see right. Right. they can right. do anything at this point all right, yeah, can do anything 
we're we're out of time, yeah, Connie. Wow. Do you have any final words, anything you'd like to share with our audience, any shout outs? And please let everyone know how they can find you and find your art. I am with Culturalist under Expressions in Watercolor. I am also on Instagram at Connie Eaton 899 And you can also find me on Facebook under Connie Eaton as well. And I will say, please, please, please support the Black artists. I love that. Fantastic final words. Thank you so much for joining us, Connie. Thank you, Connie. I'll talk to you soon. Love it. Really good guest, huh? Artist. Really good guest. So, yeah, because art, art. We can't, we can't get rid of art. I, no. I, it's one of the things I no. loved in school, you know? Me too. I was one of those gifted and talented students in school too, but, uh, you know, art was really what kind of centered me and I enjoyed it. I know my sister still has some of my art from when I was a kid. I don't know where she found it. <laughs> Olivia, <laughs> she an, would. <laughs> for an, and for an ADD kid, you know, before ADD was a thing, if yeah. I would get lost in my art, that's when the, the hyper focus would kick in. But you know, it was yeah, it was just such a great outlet yeah. for me. Kevin Thaxon says art can be mathematic. IA can mimic certain 100%. actions, but it has to yeah. be told for now. A maniacal laugh. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the chair spin going too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our hot topic. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right. Sorry to switch gears on you guys like this, but warning for those watching, the video we're about to share is a bit graphic. Many of you uh, watching and listening are aware that this past week, a video was released of the brutal murder of Tyree Nichols by five Memphis police officers who were part of an elite unit called the Scorpions. Now in the video, Tyree is pulled over for a traffic violation. The officers seem highly agitated, angry throughout the video. They end up violently pulling him out of the car, forcing him to the ground, and the entire time, Tyree is complying and letting him know he's trying to comply. He says, he can be heard saying, okay, I'm on the ground. You guys are really doing a lot right now. I'm just trying to go home. He actually seemed to be, in my opinion, de-escalating the situation. And then they're still yelling at him, pulling his arms, violating behind his back, threatening him, trying to tase him, even saying they're going to break his arm. And Tyree is clearly fearing for his life. And he, he breaks free, runs away. And they eventually catch up to him, beat him, slap him, pepper spray, kick. I mean, they were just going in on him. And at one point, he's on the ground crying for his mom. Um, And they did this relentlessly for like three minutes. Now, one of the videos uh, seems to show him uh, standing up so that they can punch him several times in the face and then get more hits with a baton. They kick him several times while he's completely incapacitated. Uh, And they finally let him up. They sat him up against the car and it was at least like 20 minutes before he received any medical attention. And this is even though paramedics had been there 15 minutes before that. And they just sat there letting him... Yeah, just sat there, let him bleed out or or internally bleed. Now, he ultimately does die from his injuries. One thing that's very, very important to note is all the police officers were black. Uh, Five of the police officers have been charged with murder. So let me just start with your reaction to what you saw in the video. I'm going to start with Gianni. Highly disturbed, disgusted. I feel like just watching how they're handling his body and you can see like his weight kind of fluctuate 
because they're like holding him by his arm and the other one's punching him. It's like they're holding him up to punch him more, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's so torturous. This is like stuff that you see in like video games or like movies. It's really, really disgusting. It almost looks fake. Like I really, my brain has a hard time of actually believing it. It's very, very disturbing. But I also feel, I found it interesting that all the officers were black. And I know this might digress a little bit, but all the officers were were black and inside of the article, they were called criminals immediately. Like they were considered considered criminals. So you're saying you have concerns with the fact that they were, you know, they are criminals. They are in this sense. It's, it's true. But I just feel like for me, there's an underlying thing going on with the media and how they're portraying cops. And they're obviously deciphering that they're black cops. So they're criminals. White cops that have been in similar circumstances haven't been called criminals. All right. Well, let me ask this question. Is a problem with white versus black cops versus black or just cops in general, cops versus everyone? It's them versus Um, us. I mean, I think that the issue that we have here is, I mean, it's one that you have a racial component to it and then you have a police component to it Mm -hmm. that we have an issue in our police departments of people who should not be there because they are not protecting or serving. We have an issue in that it is, you have to say, well, what was different here? And what is different here is that these cops swiftly came to punishment. They were fired immediately. They were charged immediately. And we have seen this over and over and over again. And you do have to sit there and say, wait a minute, how come these cops were so quickly charged and rightfully so, but we have other cops who did not get the same charges, you know, did not have those. Let's come back to that. I I mean, obviously it's different that they were charged so quickly. It's different than what we've seen in the past. But I'm more asking because we saw black cops treating a black man like this, right? We're we're seeing him being brutalized by black cops who you would think would understand. Sympathize. Right, exactly. All I hear is KRS-One black cop in my head. Race does not protect you in dealing with the police, no matter what the color of the police officer is. It doesn't matter whether it's a white cop or a black cop. You know, some people feel that the black cops will do just as much or worse because they have something to prove. I don't think that because they were black. Yes. One hand should say you should have looked at this man differently. But then the other hand is that you have your thin blue line and you are walking. You are going to be behind that blue curtain. So you think the problem and, is cops versus black people, or cops versus everyone. Is yeah. It, is it a just a, so it's just a cop problem? Yes. That's how I feel. I, we know I feel from like studies that a lot of people who have a psychotic tendencies end up in law enforcement. And yeah, it's the top services. 10. Top 10 right. job for psychopaths. Exactly. It's, uh, I know that when this came out, one of the comments Joe had made to me was uh, that she had read a tweet about someone saying, hey, you know, I, I still remember, you know, my high school bully who tormented me, who made my life miserable and is now serving, you know, behind the thin blue line. And there's a lot of that when you look at some of the law enforcement in your community, you go, you know what, like, this is a real POS growing up. There's, like, this person isn't there to protect and serve. What's and a POS? Piece of, piece of dungeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, to me, it's um, the fact that this went on for three minutes blows my mind. Like I wrestled in high school. I know how long, how grueling three, three minutes, minutes is a can long be. Time. 
Exactly. I can't imagine what what was going on One for Tyree Nichols, man. Like, I mean, there was a black cop involved with George Floyd, too. It's not the color of the cop. It's the mentality of the cop. It's the mentality of, you know, that we're going to they get the adrenaline and the adrenaline goes on and it kicks in and then everything else goes out the window. I have a friend of mine in Florida who is saying that the cops testosterone are checked and if they're low, then they're supplemented. Like, really? I can't fact check that, but that's what she told me. And, you know, there's an issue there. This is such a superiority that cops have that really annoys the out of me. Yeah, it's very annoying. It's very every mother, every mother is upset because all you can do is see your child there. And no matter what you tell your child, comply, do this, do that. This still happens. It does. And like I have a child, you know, I have two children. You know, luckily my son will hopefully never have to deal with this because of his disabilities. But my daughter could have, I mean, because this is happening to girls too. My daughter could have this. And she has, you know, she has her own level of disabilities. She has her own processing issues. And I know that she would absolutely freeze if uh, confronted with, someone being aggressive like this in a sense of power. We have got to change and it's not going to stop until the good cops have to start speaking forward. You've got to get rid of these people. You got to. So my thoughts are, I mean, just to, just to say my thoughts, I think that the, it's definitely a cop problem. There's no doubt there's a culture with cops of just the superiority, the psychopath mentality or whatever it is. But I do think there's still a strong cops versus black people problem because you know are cops more likely to kill hurt beat black people absolutely and it's because they can i mean it doesn't matter that they were black officers it's it's police officers that believe they can treat people like they did Tyree. and ask yourself you know can you imagine what would have happened if these same five black cops were doing the exact same thing to a white man if tyree was a white man you can't because it, it doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. That's it doesn't thing. happen. It, it rarely it's, happens. It can't say it doesn't. It has happened, but it doesn't rarely happen. Rarely happens. It yeah. rarely Not happens. Not in an instance where it's been recorded like this to this extent and he's been beaten for 20 minutes and but that's, watching. But that's usually because action happens swiftly in those cases. When it's a person who's not of color, action against that cop happens swiftly. So it doesn't even get to this point because the cop has already been removed or fired. All it's just that when it seems to be with cops. people of color, then the cop is still at the job. Except those same, if those same black cops, if it were a white guy, would not have done what they did. If it was a white guy, I do not believe for no. one second that they would have. It was okay for them to treat a black man that way. And it's a shame that black people. And I love what Jacqueline Robinson says online. These cops are glorified gang members in uniform. It's appalling that they saw a man who looked like them and refused to see his humanity. That's what makes you, that's what makes me angry. I mean, and I agree with her. It's just, it's angering. You said that they were a specialized group, a scorpion. They were called the scorpions, a specialized unit. Yeah. So does that mean that they're trained better than a normal cop or they're trained more specialized to be? They were more specialized, but they were probably trained to be more aggressive. I see. I mean, we could also look at like the history of cops, like the history of policing in this country. Just going down that path too. Go ahead. 
is that, you know, the history of the police, the police force started to capture, recapture runaway slaves. That's so modern police people force. of color have yeah. always been considered a target of the police target. force. You know, the, whether people like to hear that history or not, that's the history of policing in this country. That's where well, that's it started. Slave patrols. That's how it started from slave so, patrols. That's where our system of policing started in this country, were slave patrols. And mm-hmm. it was built out from there. And, and, and there were black slave patrollers. Mm-hmm. They were, and they were, they were just as brutal, if not more brutal, than the white ones. So they had something to prove. Exactly. It's just really frustrating to see Part of this. the irony for me is that the, the footage that was captured was from a light pole camera that was placed there by police services to help monitor crime That's in the community. Ironic, so, right? It, it there is some irony in I that, but it absolutely captured crime in your community. Except that the perpetrators were law enforcement, and this was a vicious, funny. brutal crime. And you know, three—it was only three houses away from where he, like, he was going home. Like, I, as a parent, I can't imagine, you know, all this activity going on outside and going, "Oh, geez, what's going down?" And meanwhile, it's your child that's mm-hmm. being clubbed, bludgeoned to death. By the police that have Kicked. that have made this traffic stop, and there I was no reason for it. Like I, and, it, I know, just listening to some of the articles and senior officials, typically in a case like this, if the perpetrator flees the scene, they don't chase because they have the vehicle. If you've got the vehicle, you're going to find the perpetrator. You're going to find the person that you're looking for. Exactly. So yeah, so they really they didn't follow procedure at all. They just. I don't know what the heck this was. The fact that it was like four or five on one. Yeah. It's a predatory beatdown. It's awful. So Robbie, and to what you say, I mean, really resonates with me as a, it's being considered a black man in this country. um, It scares me to be pulled over. I mean, I get, every time I get frightened and, and then I can imagine myself in Tyree Nichols being that guy who gets pulled over and this group of extremely aggressive cops. For whatever reason, we don't even know the real reason that they were being so aggressive because they were hyper aggressive and it didn't come from nowhere. It could have been he was just being, you know, standoffish to them or whatever. It doesn't matter. We've seen lots of video where cops escalate and refuse to de-escalate. But you can hear him saying, "Okay, okay, I'm de-escalating. I'm getting down. I mean, I can imagine myself being that guy and just like because when they're tasing him and, and, and beating him and he runs away. I mean, you would, in the past, you would hear people saying, oh, why'd he run away? If he ran away, then of course they're going to. No, because he was in this, clearly in a situation where his life was absolutely in danger. I am resisting. I am running. I am getting away. I'm doing everything I can to save my life. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with him having run. He should have run. He should have got away. All right. Um, I, mean, I think also, too, another thing that what the police system has gotten away from, you used to have community policing, mm. like the cops that were in your neighborhood were from your neighborhood. You. My father, Thank my father was a police officer for side a period of time. Before this yes. But, you know, like, I know, side, <laughs> but you have, you know, and you have something that, you know, we've gotten away from and that you have yes. people coming yes. into a neighborhood to their other groups, just like the Scorpion group. They're going into these quote unquote neighborhoods of high crime. They're already hyper, like, 
I'm going in yes. to get these bad guys. Everybody in the neighborhood is looked at as a suspect and yes. they don't live there. They don't know these people. And when you lose that, then you have these things happening. They have no reason to care about somebody on the street because they look at everybody on the street as a criminal. All right. Going back to your comment about the fact that these black cops were charged so quickly. I mean, why do we think that's the case? Is it because they're black and because they're expendable? What is, I mean, I will I say like- Derek Chauvin was charged pretty quickly. I look back, I think he was charged within a, a couple of weeks. Um, which but these guys got charged within days. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think it was days with uh, Chauvin. I think he was charged. I think the incident happened on the 25th. And it happened, bef- he was charged before the end of the month. So he was charged pretty quickly, but that was, you know. That was escalated. Everybody that was, had yeah, that situation, that. people were going to riot if he didn't get arrested. Yeah, so, they rioted um, because even if he did. So he needed to get arrested. But with that being said, yeah. outside of Derek Chauvin and that situation, you're right. In most times you go through these stupid investigations for months. You go through, uh, you know, we have to figure out if they did it, who did what, why did they do it, and they don't get. So these cops were basically expendable, right? There's another case. Um, It was several years ago of the, uh, I want to say she was an Australian woman who was here and the black cop shot and killed her. Mm -hmm. And he was fired fairly quickly. So black cops, they are expendable. They tend to get fired. You know, I don't have the statistics from what I have seen. If it is a cop of color, they tend to be removed way quicker than other cops do when something like this happens. And I feel like in this circumstance, um, because they saw that this was getting escalated as well, maybe not obviously to the extent of George Floyd, but because it was getting escalated, I think they wanted to make a point and Mm -hmm. cut ties with those cops just to make a point and show people that, yeah, we're not. This is something that we clearly don't don't approve of this is not policing and notice like i said the words that they use in the article or at the press release i guess they were just kind of making it seem like yeah they they were criminals which is true though that's why it's hard for me to speak like that because it's true they are criminals but it's it's just a different underlying tone it's just a different tone Mm -hmm. i mean i think you can sit there and say that there is you know you can acknowledge like yes they were criminals they're being called as such but you can also acknowledge that we have yet to see the same terminology used for cops Mm -hmm. who've done similar things of other color. The dichotomy exists. And on the topic of criminality, it's the question of the other officers that were on scene that failed to intervene. They failed in their duty to render aid. Uh, The EMTs that were on scene. Yeah, Jack and Rob said, can we also talk about the EMTs who stood around for several minutes and rendered no aid? 15 minutes. I counted it. They absolutely failed to protect and serve. It's, I mean, it's their motto to protect just and as serve. Bad as the people beating them. If you're just this, sitting there it, and watching. It was a mob. It, this was this was a mob mentality. It was some weird vigilante justice? Pick up your clubs and pitchforks and go. He get didn't them. do anything. That's the worst thing about it. He ran because he was scared. He didn't have drugs. He didn't have nothing but, on him. I mean, but even then, he were already, I mean, they were already aggressively hurting him and beating him before he ran. So there's something. It's also been stated the 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 police chief has said she's like the whole intent of the stop is not being able to be collaborated. Like them what they said for why they stopped him, they've not been able to fully collaborate. They've not been able to collaborate Mm -hmm. that he was driving 
recklessly Mm -hmm. or anything. But I think, too, also, there's a Black woman police chief who, you know, took action fairly quickly. I mean, you know, she, you know, that this this incident happened like on a Thursday night or Friday. And, you know, by Saturday, she had started. Maybe that's the reason that this was different is because it was a Black police chief. And, you know, they called it, the, the police department called in. FBI and DOJ and all these things for wow. review. So these things have happened fairly quickly, which we've not seen in other things. And I don't know if it's just, I think that Memphis Police Department has been in trouble before with the DOJ over things. Yeah. And so, is you know, the question you know, is, Memphis, police, Memphis, Tennessee, I mean, that doesn't surprise me one bit. No. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> but I mean, no. to your point about the question of whether or not of why these black men were arrested and, and charged so quickly, it could be because there was a black police chief who could understand mm-hmm. the humanity mm-hmm. of Tyree. As yeah. uh, Jacqueline Robinson said, that's, that's a really I feel good like there's point. A few right. agendas. Unfortunately, we could probably talk about it the rest of the day, um, but let's get to some of these comments real quick. Jacqueline Robinson has been pretty active. So let's see the fact that they were narrating an alibi for themselves that contradicted what was actually shown indicates that they have done something like this before. Uh, the initial press release read like all the others, the victim was blamed and it read as if he had died after a confrontation. The media needs to scrutinize these press releases with a healthy dose of skepticism. 100%. Agree. 100. I agree. I agree. Yeah. One of the cops had been used of an inmate being made unconscious before this happened. Jeez. These cops, I mean, just cops in general, I just, I don't trust the police. I mean, it's been in songs and rap songs for years, and, and it's just, I just I've, I've never really trusted them, but it's worse now that you see never. people who have. You know, we've heard anecdotal stories throughout. I've heard anecdotal stories throughout my life. And now that I'm seeing them in real life, in living color, I'm even more scared than I was before. If anything, it's a case for less guns and more cameras in the U.S. You need eyes everywhere to protect everyone and to keep everyone accountable. All right. Is this true? going to be like China. Lies, shenanigans. I'm worried about the cameras. The UK? The, I'm not, yeah, I don't know about the cameras. <laughs> they want to like the shenanigans. Shenanigans. Absolutely a truth. It's um, yes. some it's awful truth. truth. I am glad that the awful police truth, officer, yes. for whatever reason, these guys needed to be. They needed more than jail, personally. Absolutely. But I am glad that they were quickly arrested and charged. So whatever the reason was, I really don't care. They (laughs) should have been happy if it was even faster. All right. Okay. Let's move on. We're really short on time, of course, as we suspected. But Rob, I think we can get yours in. So let's let's go. All right. Shenanigans. All right, Robbie. You have some conversation on this guy in UK. I'm going to try to do the intro nice and quick here. So, uh, in May 14th of 2022, Peyton Gendron, who was 18 years old at the time from Conklin, New York, wrote a white supremacist manifesto online, traveled about 200 miles to Topps Friendly Markets store in Buffalo, and live streamed while he opened fire and eventually killed 10 and wounded another three. Of those shot, 11 were black and two were Caucasian. So now... A British teenager who produced far-right hate videos that influenced the Buffalo shooter has been jailed for 11 and a half years. So Daniel Harris, who's 19, from Derbyshire in northern England, 
posted videos that were shared by Peyton Gendron, who pleaded guilty to the shooting in Buffalo. Now, during the sentencing, the judge was quoted as saying that what they did was truly appalling, but what they did was no more than you intended to encourage others to do when publishing this material online. So my question to you is, is it reasonable for a person to be charged or jailed in their home nation for content creation that inspires someone to commit a hate crime in another country? I'm going to go ahead and start. So I'm a little torn on this, actually. So, you know, I'm thrilled. Well, let me explain. So I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled whenever I see scummy people go to jail. I'm I'm happy about Mm -hmm. it. Right. This guy is scummy. Right. But I always have to try to put myself in their shoes, too. Like, what if I say something on this show? It inspires someone to do something stupid, unexpected, like break a leg and someone goes and breaks their leg or someone goes Different and thing. jumps off a building. I say, jump off a building, Robbie, and somebody jumps off a building. And I inspire them. because I think there's like a fine line between telling somebody directly to do something or encouraging something or just simply inspiring something, meaning, meaning somebody just takes what? something you said. What we do here, we're we're not producing hate content. Right. We are not targeting groups based on their ethnicity, their beliefs, ideologies. Exactly. We're not encouraging any harm to be brought to anyone. So what we do is very different, Neil. That's fair. But if there were a time and a place where I were talking about black people or white people, and I just happen to say. I'm not going to say it, <laughs> you know, Somewhere. get rid of all the blah, 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 blahs, you know, <laughs> and then somebody gets inspired by that. Or, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I don't even mean to say it. Maybe I just said it, you know, a joke sarcastically and someone no. takes that. I'm just saying, I, I'm glad no. he was in jail, but I'm just saying that I have still have to be worried about my own rights. Um, I think it goes a little bit. I see what you're saying, Neo, because it's like kind of where that line draws. But it's very obvious where the line draws, <laughs> because in this scenario, this Perhaps man's this um, yeah, he he's definitely promoting it. He's advocating for it. He's hinting at it. He's it's all of these right winged ideologies, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. just as extremist mm-hmm. white supremacist views. So that's different because I know we're kind of we on this panel lean a little bit towards aside but we don't promote advocate and hint to beat up donald trumpers like we don't Mm. we don't do that Mm. we don't promote propaganda or anything Mm. like that but we do have our own strong opinion (laughs) i think i think you're (laughs) looking i think you're looking (laughs) i think you're looking at this i think you're looking at this through the lens of being an american where we yell about freedom of speech a lot and that you have the freedom of speech and the freedom to say things in other countries you don't have that so he's in another country and this country says hey if you're going to be caught and you could be linked to something then you're going to get charged because there's not a freedom of speech in their constitution but also too he has done stuff was it just 11 years just for the speech because he also been charged with like defacing memorials and other things. Oh, wow. So it's it's other stuff this dude has done. Did they connect you know, him to two shootings other, though? Yeah, he's inspired. They did connect him to yeah, Colorado and Buffalo. Here, he's, he's done stuff in the UK. Sure. But were these shooters only inspired by this one guy? No, pretty much. No, no. but you're, again, you're looking Uh-oh. at it. I think you're looking at it as an American though. But UK ain't playing. The other countries, their laws don't play. You cannot do stuff 
just willy nilly. Let me give you a good example, Neil, where that free speech ends. In Germany, try try flying a swastika. Try <laughs> try touting around Mein Kampf. These are crimes. They stomp it down. Mm-hmm. You're free to say whatever you want, but when you start spouting Nazi and hate ideology, they're going to shut you down. Yeah. It's not to say mm-hmm. that there isn't racism that exists and that's systematic in their law enforcement and military, but as a society, right. they don't tolerate it. I think that, Mm-mm. you know, it'd be interesting. It's not an extradition. This is the host nation saying, you know what? You are a hate monger. You inspire people to go out and act on your message of hate. And in this case, somebody did. I mean, and I love uh, it because ultimately I got the reward that I would like to see, which is this dude in jail. But right. with that being said, if it had been me, like Johnny, good, Johnny gave a great example. If I had said, you know, Donald go out Trump. and yeah, you know, I hate Donald Trump. But you Trumpers, have, so you should, you know. But, you, but the law here, the law here wouldn't allow you. The law here wouldn't allow that to happen to you. Yes. We have law, the laws here wouldn't and allow that to happen that to you. <laughs> you know, so even though I'm upset that people like this guy in our country can continue to do what he did and just spout like all that, this hate right. and all this other nastiness, even though I don't like that, I also like the freedom, personal freedom of being able to say things without being jailed. But I feel it. like why is it normal to be hateful? Like, I think there's a bigger, it's a deeper question. Like, why mm. do you hate? A public figure. I mean, I don't like half of the presidents that have existed, but I don't hate them either. Like, I don't have hate towards them or anybody for that matter. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that's that's a bigger Good for you, Gianni. Would you feel differently, <laughs> Neil, if both. you had been at that grocery store? Would you feel differently about this if you had been at that grocery store or Colorado, okay. or if you've been a survivor? Yeah, mm-hmm. meaning gotten shot okay. and survived, mm-hmm. or just there. I mean. I would be just traumatized. I would have been traumatized. Unfortunately, I haven't seen anything like that. The closest I came to seeing something like that was when I was in high school. I was in the metro station, Timleytown, and we were just going down the metro. And all of a sudden, these guys come running through, start shooting bullets down the escalator at somebody. And we go running off and we're like, oh, my God, what in the heck is going on? And fortunately, nobody got hurt. But that's the closest (laughs) I've come to anything similar to this. And that was devastating in its own way <laughs> no, so if you have found out that those guys have been watching a video and this person is inspiring that would you not want that person to face some kind of consequence no, I, that's don't what get me wrong Robert's i saying. want him to i just <laughs> don't like i don't want my rights of being able to say things that might inspire people to affect me being put in jail so it's got it's a balance that's tough to find i mean because I don't, I don't, I don't like all those hate mongers and I'm not a hate monger, yeah. but for me yeah. to be able to feel confident to say what I need to say and not go to jail for it, unfortunately, I have to deal with all these hate mongers. But yeah, but that's to say we have the laws to protect that it wouldn't, it'd be very less likely to happen here. All right. So Jacqueline Robinson, a couple of comments. I think it's a type of terrorism that has a name. It starts with a D. This is when somebody mm-hmm. deliberately riles someone up to attack or someone, a group of people, they commit domestic terrorism, similar to the way IQ 45 Trump yeah, rouse up his supporters to invade the Capitol and commit atrocities. Kevin Thaxon, mm-hmm. not in the fatherland. Dutch land, don't play that. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So is this truth lies shenanigans? Truth.
This is some That's truth. some truth. That's yep. some truth. Some 11 and a half years of truth. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm ultimately cool with it. I just don't want it to happen to me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't promote hate speech. Don't promote hate <laughs> speech. You. It'll be good. Don't leave the country and talk stuff. That's what it is. You just talk stuff here. Don't leave. Talk all my trash. You will go to jail. Yeah, you will go to jail. That's what happens. All right. They don't play. We are completely out of time, but let's go ahead and get into our game show. Yeah, we got to have some fun. we talking all these tough topics. We got to have a little fun. All right. Today's game is Simon Says. Real simple, and I'm Simon's judge. We'll spin the wheel and find out what Simon says. You'll need to successfully do whatever Simon says to get a point. If you fail to do what Simon says or you don't do it correctly, you get nothing. Person with the most points gets the final thought for the show. And actually, Dr. J, you get to start first today. You ready? All right, should be some fun. This is our first Look time doing smile. this game, so we're going to see how it goes. All right, let's see. Simon says, <laughs> oh, you got an easy one to start. Tell me the truth. What is your biggest fear? Simon says, tell me oh. the truth. What is your biggest fear? Don't laugh. Whales. No. <laughs> you said don't laugh. I'm trying not to laugh. That is so strange. <laughs> They're cute, Dr. So Jay. are we talking like a beluga? Or are we talking all of them? All of them. <laughs> Everyone, people who know me know this. Like people know me know this. I have a fear of whales. I am afraid of them. What is scary no. about them? Is to it you? because of the phalanges that were so similar? <laughs> phalanges. No. Phalanges. <laughs> they're they're huge and okay. They're, yeah. they're just they are no. no. So if you were you called know. on site for an emergency vet visit to a ho- a beached whale, you're not going. A beached. Sorry for that whale. Sorry to that whale. <laughs> that whale is dead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Robbie Rock, you're up next. So you get a point. You're definitely getting a point. All right. Good job. Got an easy one to start. All right. <laughs> Robbie, Simon says, <laughs> spell your full name backwards in 10 seconds. I've got to somehow Sorry. figure out if it's right. So go ahead. Start. D N A T R T E R B T R E B O R. I don't know if that's right or not, but I'm giving it to you because you probably. <laughs> no, I did it. Did it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. one letter. Yeah. Well, Obviously, right. I don't know. Well, good job. That was, yeah, that, I guess it was easier than uh, than I thought it would be. All right. Good job. <laughs> got, a, got a point. All right. Dr. J, Rob B. All right. Watch you know, Gianni mind. always gets the hard ones. Let's see. I always do. I don't know what it is. It's oh. going to be, Ooh, it's gonna okay. be a presidential impression. Simon <laughs> says, name a person you hate <laughs> and sing a happy <laughs> song to them until Simon says stop. So that would be me, Simon, saying stop. I right? don't hate anybody. Didn't I just say that? that, actually. Because you did actually say you don't hate anybody. You said that. <laughs> yeah, before the game. Dang, that doesn't, that's not, I mean, I guess I hate Hitler. I guess I hate like there we go. Okay. Like Sing happy. Oh gosh, I, this may not work out right. Good thing we have it, freedom it of speech. It can absolutely work. <laughs> Sing it's a happy a song to Hitler until Simon says stop. Go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy oh, birthday, you got, dear you did Adolf. Good. That's smart. 
<laughs> That's smart. All right, I'm giving That's that to well you. That stop. It's the word stop. Okay, Simon says stop. Well done. Good job, Gianni. That, that, <laughs> innovative. That's smart. All right. Dr. Everyone J. Hopefully they get harder. Let's see. Yes. Dr. J. It has to be something we can say. Okay. Describe any other player until Simon says stop. So just come up okay. with descriptive words of the person. Pick one. Whoever you want. Radiant. Who? Which curly one? Curly hair. What are you talking about? Oh, curly hair. Um, Me? Very uh, loving. Um, high vibrations. Uh, Positivity. Be, go to the next one while she's doing that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, kind. Next, I gotta keep going. Um, <laughs> um, All right, animal stop. lover. Stop. All right, good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good job. You get the point. That was good. Yeah. All right, Robbie. Simon <laughs> says, rap any musical song. You can look up the lyrics until Simon says stop. So any musical song. <laughs> Rap any musical you song. Rap it. <laughs> you gotta you rap it. You have to keep rapping it until Simon says stop. <laughs> even like if I, even if we move on while you're doing that. So we're going to move on. Oh, oh my you goodness. suck. As if you were going to do that to me. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, find your musical. We're going to move on to Gianni while you find your musical. And just start rapping once you get, get started. Brass monkey. That funky monkey. Brass monkey junkie. <laughs> That funky monkey. <laughs> Got this dance more than real. Big brass monkey. Helps how you feel. Put your left leg down, okay. right leg down. Simon says, whisper mean things about the sun until Simon says stop. Bring the monkey with us. Whisper. You got to whisper mean things about the sun. Most definitely. I drink brass monkey and I rock well. Got a castle in Brooklyn. That's where I dwell. The sun is ugly. The sun isn't even that bright. <laughs> the sun isn't even. I'm done. Leo. I'm done. Or you're you're lucky because I said stop earlier to her, oh. so you're good. <laughs> the sun isn't the center of this universe. All right, so I've already said stop, so you both get points. Oh. <laughs> you said it isn't the center of the universe. <laughs> you know the sun likes to be praised. You guys are doing pretty good. You're doing really good. All right, so <laughs> came to play. <laughs> All right, good. So everybody's still tied. So okay, last round. Last round. Here we go. Doctor J. Okay, talk with a Scottish accent until Simon says stop. Oh, I wish I would have had that Ooh. one. Ooh. Oh, me too, Johnny. Uh, that, means, that means you can. Until Simon top of the says, morning to the leprechauns. Until and, Simon says stop, uh, we have to talk with the the, the entire show with uh, Scottish accent. He said Scottish. That's Irish. He said oh, Scottish. <laughs> I don't know. Scottish. Scottish? Until oh, Simon it. says stop, you got to just keep talking. Scottish Everything you say has to Worcester, be in a Scottish Worcester accent. Worcestershire. <laughs> oh, that okay. is a uh, good. Oh boy, I oh oh um. Well, Tally. Oh, Robbie, you're free for one round. <laughs> and I don't. It's a. Okay, stop. I don't know. I'm giving it to you. Good job. Good job <laughs> you you try. I'm going to give it, it to you. It is not Scottish, it's crap. I can't believe you gave it a point. Oh, that's a video. good Scottish accent. Look at you. Wow. Oh, God, I could have done Scrooge McDuck. Dang. 
I'm giving it to you for trying. All right. All right, Gianni. Gianni, this is for you. You ready? Yes. Tell the last thing you bought on Amazon show proof. Amazon. Um, so we got to see on your phone what, what you bought at Amazon. Oh, we got to see. Oh, on our phone? Okay, let me see. All right, so look it up. All right, so Dr. J, Rob B, we got to try to figure out how to break this tie. One final mm-hmm. round. Way over time, but we're going to do one final round. All right. <laughs> Simon says, congrats. You have to do two Simon says in a row, Dr. J. Oh, ready? Snap. Here we go. <laughs> Please don't be any more. Oh my God. Oh, look. Oh, lucky. Yeah. One of them is do nothing. <laughs> All right. Let's try another one. <laughs> oh, Simon says, appropriate something from another culture. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to the bar and have some mash and beans. And top of the morning to you, and it's a rainy, dreary day in Mary Poppins. UK culture. Okay, that's it. You mean bangers and mash? Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. (laughs) This is going to be hard. I'm just going to have to go online and get people to judge you guys. Gianni, you're up. Oh, uh, I don't want to say it because I was, this is actually my secret Santa gift, but this was the last thing I got. Oh, last thing she got. Birthday gift for women. So that was your secret Santa. Now everybody knows your secret Santa was. (laughs) I love you, O. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Dr. J is still in the lead. Last one for you, Rob. I'm just going to pick somebody. Whoever did the best. Talk like Elmo and shout out your mom or dad. Aww. Robert, don't talk like Elmo. What the? That's kind of hard. I don't really know them all that well. I'm mad though. I will shout out my mom. I will love my mom. She's amazing. Aww, you got, you got to do mom. it in Elmo voice though. Oh, if I have to shout out my mom, <laughs> was that a Scottish Elmo? What the hell? Right? I'm like it's Pennywise. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> not Elmo. That is not Elmo. <laughs> Oh. All right, last that one. Is not Elmo. I'm just gonna have to pick a winner. You guys are doing too good. Oh, you get an easy one. Do nothing. All right, I'm. I don't know who I'm gonna pick a winner. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Doctor J. Doctor J. Yeah, you Johnny and I got game. a couple of do nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right, good game, guys. Yeah, but she got she got her do nothing, but she got doubled up. I know. Do yeah, nothing and then something else. Yeah. All right. Shout Yanni, shout out. Um, shout out to the guest Connie today. We really, really enjoyed you being on. I always appreciate creative people coming on, artists, all type of art mediums coming on because I just feel like one, it is hard to break into the art industry and to make a living out of it. But two, art is so therapeutic and it's so beautiful. So if you have time this week, uh, pick up a pen, paint, I mean, pick up a marker or a colored pencil, pick up anything. Just get, just get creative this week. Just have fun. Just let yeah. your mind. I actually love painting. I can't find time like I want, but I love to paint. But uh, Robbie. Yes. Uh, shout out to all the healthcare workers that are still out there volunteering their time to run vaccination clinics. Thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate your time, your effort and your dedication. I love that one. All nice. right. Dr. J. 
Um, shout out to everybody who is um, having any mental crisis. Like, please get help and please reach out for help. Um, it's been a rough week for a lot of people, period, or a rough year, rough two years. Just know that there are people out there that are really rooting for you to get better and just reach out for help. I love that one. I love that. All right. And my shout out goes to, I don't know if you know these guys, but the Inky Boys family. So they're, they're a popular TikTok father and son duo and they react scenes from movies. Right. And they were hilarious, hilarious. And the little boy, he even got a role on the new show, uh, Lopez versus Lopez because of what they did. So, uh, you know, and unfortunately the father died from cancer this past week. So really sad. Yeah. 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 You know, that he had been sharing his journey and his fight Mm -hmm. with cancer. So. Um, yeah, felt like I was in the fight with them no. actually. So, yeah. So, shout out to the family, thank oh. you, boys, and uh, rest in peace. Mm. All right, so that is officially all the time we have for today's show. Long show today, but it was a great show. A lot to talk about. Thank you for joining us. We hope you learned something, gained a new perspective. Simply had some laughs with us at the end, at least. <laughs> we'll be back live next sunday 7 p.m eastern time celebrating black history month and don't forget you can listen to new episodes of the podcast on tuesdays on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere you get your podcast you can always check out our recorded live episodes subscribe to us on youtube using tlsshow.com and one last reminder for the Pods Network, podznetwork.com. You can go now, sign up, check it out, podsnetwork.com. And our winner for that final thought of the show, Dr. J. Winning Simon says, close us out, Dr. J. Uh, just the final thought of the day is everybody, you know, love on each other. There's a lot of things going on. Media is constantly bombarding us with a lot of images that will cause a lot of stress but know that there really is more good in this world than bad. And remember that. Oh, that's a good, that's a good statement. There's more good in this world than bad. And there you're absolutely right. That's beautiful. All right. Thank you, Robbie rock, Dr. J Gianni, but most importantly, we got to thank you for listening to our shenanigans each and every week. Talk to you next week.